hear? Yeah, well, yeah. I, am I a little loud? I think it feels sounds like a little echoey back here. Well, it's the beginning of a new year. Amen. Yeah. It's good to see you get up and come to church and start on the what I feel like is the right track. Yeah. Can we still turn me down just a tad? Yeah. Thank you. And of course, in the new year, how many of you, if you stayed up till midnight, made some resolutions? How many stayed up till midnight? <laughs> if you stayed up till midnight. <laughs> Way to go, all right, people. <laughs> yeah. The firecrackers woke me up and then I went back to sleep. <laughs> but truly, I mean, the tradition has been that you make some resolutions at the beginning of a year. And of course, it seems like the biggie is always has something to do with I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to eat better, I'm going to go on a diet, I'm going to quit some bad habits, I'm going to quit smoking, you know, I'm going to go to the gym. And of course, these are all good resolutions. I'm all for eating better and you know, yeah. keeping our, our body as healthy as we can keep it. It's kind of funny, the local gyms and Planet Fitness was saying, it's crowded now, just calm down, like if you're a regular comer, because... By February, the place We were complaining be... about it, John. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. And so, but Scripture does say, actually, in 1 Timothy, I think it's chapter 4, it says, physical training is of some value. Yeah. But training towards godliness uh, and our spiritual training, the Amplified says, spiritual training benefits in this life and the life to come. Amen. And so our hope and prayer as a church as we enter into 2023, and we, we pray this so often at our prayer meetings, uh, that with the grace, by the grace of God and the help of God, that this church, and individually as, and corporately, that we would all grow deeper in our relationship with the Lord, uh, spiritually deeper, yeah. apply ourselves to some spiritual training. You do have to do some things to work your spiritual muscle and even to gain this is not about works in order to be uh, somehow gain your salvation it's really about our relationship with the lord needs to deepen we need to be more confident in his love and in uh, we did i feel like in the past 2022 we were talking about this what was the most enriching thing that we did in 2022 truly was read through that Bible. Anybody who's stuck with it and has been reading progressively through the Bible, I think if anybody in here has... You grew. Absolutely. You, you were grew. enriched, I am sure, spiritually by just partaking of the bread of life, the word of God, and by the comments that people would put on there. This is what this scripture is speaking to me. We do need the fellowship yeah. of the body of Christ around us. And so I am excited that we're going to begin again and it, that the resources that this new plan will have in addition to just the daily reading, if you have extra time, it'll be helpful to understand what that, that portion of scripture is about. It's important. It's very important, yeah, very important. And our prayer meetings have actually, to me, awesome. even, even outside of Sunday morning, I would say our prayer meetings are holding... Number one some very great, uh, I think the Lord's very, very pleased with our prayer meetings. They may be small, they may be a small group of people, but there's something happening in those prayer meetings that the people that are coming are learning how to sense the presence of God, 
and sense his power in their life, it's opening up this channel of communication yeah. where you realize you really are praying the will and the purpose of God into the earth. That's of primary importance to the Lord. And so I would invite you, if you have not come to a prayer meeting, come. Yeah. Be a part of those. They will certainly uh, open up the line of communication between you and the Lord. And the, and the point is to help you establish that kind of communication just one-on-one when you're at home. Yes. You know, because our world is in some trouble. You know, we're starting a new year. Happy New Year. We want the Lord's blessing on our year. But we have to also open up our spiritual eyes and see what's happening in the world around us. And really, God's calling his people to do something about it. Uh, We are living in troubling times. The things that we see now as normal and acceptable, I think 10 years ago even, we would have said, what? No way. No way this is people, happening. Some of these people would have been in a, uh, a, 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 like an insane asylum. Yeah. Now they're actually elected officials. Yeah. We titled this, we're going to do... That's not funny. No, it's not. There's some madness going on that we're all supposed to just enter into and agree with. But we are of a different kingdom. We have to know who we are. Yes. We have to know the day and time. You aren't in the earth now by accident. You're here for such a time as this. Yes. So your life has meaning and purpose beyond the routine of life. I have a job. I make money. I have my house or whatever, you know, and I, I do the things that sort of the treadmill of life. Beyond that. Way beyond that. Beyond that is the eternal kingdom and the purposes of God. And so we titled this series, What on Earth is Happening? (laughs) Because sometimes I feel like that, like, what is happening in this world? A few things, like if if you aren't listening to the news, you need to find some good channels to listen to that are going to give you some balanced news. But, I mean, the things that are happening that are legalized, that their states are legalizing abortion up to birth, and even after, after birth. And after birth. They have pornographic books. I mean, this is, they're finding them now after all the LGBTQ things have come to light, and now people are searching their school libraries and going, what is this book? Graphic illustrations of sexual intercourse between not just men and women, but gay relationships, the whole transgender madness, I call it madness, drag queen entertainment, parents taking their children to drag queen shows, lewd, obscene. I mean, if you, if you will, there'll be clips on some of these sites so you could go, what is going on in the world? Men can have babies. Like, you haven't been watching the news. <laughs> Yeah, if these things start, you, this is actually going to be becoming old news. Right. Everything's just pushing on and on. I mean, the boundaries, the lawlessness is going so far off the rails. The, the insane belief about gender, it's not biological. I can choose it. It's like, and the medical system Here's is the going along with it. Yeah. <clears throat> they are renaming pedophilia. 
a minor attracted person. I just read an article last night before I went to bed. Scotland. Yes. In yep. Scotland, the police force, when they gave a report on arrest, instead of calling the person who was arrested, someone who, you know, for pedophilia, they said, well, it's a minor attracted person. And that there was an uproar, thank God, for some people with sanity in Scotland that said, why are we changing this name to something that sounds so acceptable? And they said, well, we're just doing what the European Union has done. So this, this is happening, this is spreading. Mm. The Respect for Marriage Act is far beyond respect for marriage. It's really destruction of marriage. It is destruction because of marriage. Because since the dawn of civilization, <clears throat> marriage has been between a man and a woman. This is how we got here. <laughs> but it's a just complete destruction of the sacredness of marriage. And so this has become, it's so obvious to anyone whose eyes are open, it's far beyond something political. Right. This is not about Republican and Democrat fighting. It's not above just liberal ideas and conservative ideas. Right. It's not it's about laws, about taxes. Yeah. It's, it's demonic. Yes. And the church above all should see this so plainly. What on earth is happening? What's possessing America? This is what we're going to, we're, we have a little bit different style service plan for today, but we'll explain a little bit more yeah. before we begin. You know, we've but got it to, is a war between good and evil. That we, we have are, to understand it. We have to understand There's it. absolutely no neutral ground. If you think you're neutral, you're a prisoner of evil right now. Yeah. You, there's no, you know, there's... The demonic has gone into every aspect of our society. And the evil wants to destroy any mention of Jesus Christ, any mention of God the Father, any mention of holiness, yeah. or sin. even, yeah, the conviction sin. of sin, yeah. for sure. They want to destroy all that. And it's all coming from the God of this world. Yeah. And the God of this world, according to the Bible, is Satan. Satan. Little G God. How did he become the God of this world? Adam gave him the authority to become God of this world. Well, we're not going to teach on that yet. But this is important for us to understand. You know, we're not fighting. Well, uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Yeah. It says, we're not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against evil rulers of the unseen world. Those mighty satanic beings and great evil princes of darkness who rule this world against huge numbers of wicked spirits in the spiritual realm. These demonic spirits have taken over medicine, governments. See, we think that the people who are possessed by the devil are madmen like the madman of Gadara and live among the tombs. Let me tell you, these people who are possessed by the devil rule nations. They're extremely smart. They have great abilities. <laughs> people, we've got to wake up to the truth. We are actually in this war. And if you're called by the name of Jesus Christ, they want to destroy you. And they do it in a, in a very subtle way. Like, hey, who wouldn't vote for Respect Marriage Act? Yeah. But then if you read it, it's all about homosexuality. And they're ready to destroy any kind of religious 
backing to say that's against my religion we're not going to be walking or we're not marrying people they're trying to get rid of that so the church of jesus christ would have to agree with them or go to jail do you know in canada it's already happened it's already happened pastors are going to jail because they're preaching the bible you and i have to be aware of what's going on I mean, we have to wake up. It's not like, oh, I come to church and then I'm done. It's like every day you are in fighting a war. Every day you're trying to get, the devil is trying to beat you down with media. He puts thoughts in your mind. And just to desensitize. Every day. De yeah, to desensitize over, is this what I said you to, 10 years ago? You'd say, well, there's no way, but the, the, the darkness is increasing. You know, we have to speak up. Yeah. We have to stand our ground. Because we will be in a minority. You and I are in a minority right now. You know, it's because the church didn't speak up that Hitler was able to take over. That's correct. Because the church was silent. The church said, well, let's just stick to our church stuff. And actually, the leaders were happy about that. At some point, they said, you just stick to your little sermons in your churches we'll rule everything else. No, the church needs to, under, needs to stand up for darkness sake. I mean, p millions Against, of people yeah. were slaughtered because of that. And it, it, we're really watching the same kind of pattern here because we've been so blessed as a country that it's been easy to be lulled to sleep. It's like, well, it hasn't affected me, it hasn't affected me, but That's we're going it. to watch something today. We're going to, to watch actually a 28-minute, this is a little bit unusual, but we wanted to bring you something uh, that would help open up all of our eyes to understand what on earth is happening, where it, all, where it does begin. It begins in the spirit realm. Yes. And, and we're going to have an interview with the uh, Messianic Jew. He's a rabbi. His name is Jonathan Kahn. And he is a prophetic voice to the church. Uh, yeah. He has written some uh, three that I know of, Holy Ghost-inspired books uh, about the harbinger, which brings us into the reality of America being patterned after ancient Israel, and then Harbinger Two, and then this book that we're that I it took me just a day to read. It, it's called The Return of the Gods, and this is really important for us to understand because uh, the church has been lulled to sleep. And according to Scripture, you know, in First Peter it says for us to be uh, sober and vigilant, you know, watchful, because your adversary, the devil, roams around like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. Mm -hmm. And then it says resist him in the faith. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sorry to say that the church doesn't even know what the Bible says. And so... We get told by somebody who doesn't even believe the Word of God, they'll quote part of the Scripture and we'll say, oh, yeah, right. They must be a Christian. Yeah. 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 Listen, yeah. those days are over for anybody who calls on the name of Jesus Christ because you will be destroyed without even knowing it. Yeah. And so ancient Israel's downfall into sin was her refusal to listen to the prophets right. that came and warned them of the day and time they lived in and what <laughs> the judgment that was to come. 
And we really do consider Jonathan Kahn a prophetic voice to yeah. the body of Christ today. So we know that many of you would go, I don't even know who this guy is. Well, we're going to bring you a 28-minute interview. interview that uh, it was on Day, Daystar TV. It's a YouTube channel. Joni Lamb, it's called, this part of it is just called Joni Lamb's Table Talk. And what Joni Lamb and Marcus Lamb uh, began Christian television back in the 80s. And uh, he, he recently passed away from COVID. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's pretty amazing how this woman has, uh, understands the reality of eternity that her husband is not dead, yeah. but just in glory. Yeah. And so she's continuing on what they have started in this television yeah. network. And she invites this hosting here. She invites several other women, like her daughter-in-law, even to sit at the table with her. And they interview someone. To, this interview is with Jonathan Kahn. Um, and so the, when the video is over, we're, we're going to pause and take communion together and have, have a moment of prayer together. Yeah. Uh, so um, sit back, but keep your spiritual ears open. Jonathan Kahn does talk. When he gets passionate, he starts talking really fast. So I can't gonna... understand how people can talk this fast, to tell you <laughs> the truth. It's like, what? But he's saying some... Awesome things about where the ancient gods that were, have been around since civilization that we know of in eternity past. These are fallen angels. Fallen angels that are now moving mightily inside of our culture, mainly because the church was silent. has been silent and actually lulled to sleep mm -hmm. and very lukewarm. And so, Father, we pray and ask you, uh, help us, Holy Spirit, to understand the day and time that we live in and the part that we have for such a time as this yeah. on the earth. But these are actually exciting times. They're not fearful times. You have work for us to do, and I pray, Father, that we, you give us ears to hear and hearts that are receptive and, and then a willingness to obey whatever yes. it is you tell us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, is an ancient mystery behind the major events happening in our world today? Rabbi Jonathan Kahn shares startling revelations about the gods of old and how the spirits behind them are turning our world upside down. If you're enjoying Table Talk, be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Remember to click on that notification bell to stay up to date on all of our latest posts. Well, they were the tyrannical rulers over most of the ancient world, demanding mankind feed their insatiable appetite for more. Men built idols for them, sacrificed children to appease them, and committed unspeakable things in their names. It's been thousands of years since their dominating influence, but are we seeing them rise again? Well, today, with the help of our special guest, we're going to find out. First joining me around the table is to Haviland Ford. How are you? I am good. So honored to be back on the Table Talk. It's so good to yes. have you here. Yes. And we love you. And, of course, you hear, you live here locally in the area. Yes, so, we're in Fort Worth, Texas. What a blessing yes. to have you. Anna Kendall, yes. how are you doing? I'm just doing great. And you I'm still glad have, to be you here. You still have red hair. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Lamb Brown, how are you? I am good. And, man, what an exclusive topic. 
topic that Ooh. we're going to be talking about today and our yes. guest. Oh. We're going to be talking about little G gods, mm-hmm. <laughs> that which are really demonic. Ancient deities. Yeah, that- ancient demonic forces that influenced ancient Israel. Mm-hmm. And now they have come into... Our America. atmosphere. Yes. Cindy Murdoch, um, it is really crazy. Oh, my Like, goodness. can you even believe what they're doing to our children? We're going to talk about that in just a minute. No, but. and I'm, I'm ready to get going on this. Okay. It's going to be so powerful. You ready to get going? I'm ready. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, he is a multiple New York Times bestselling author, and he's here to tell us about his latest book, and it is entitled The Return of the Gods. Please welcome our dear friend, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. Hey, everybody. Hey, welcome. Hey there. You You know, I just had this thought. It reminded me of Marcus, and that is with what you're doing and that you're you're uncovering and you are revealing truth concerning things that the demonic, it's happening in the demonic realm, and the demons are crying out like Star Trek, come. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I mean, yeah. they don't like what you're doing is no. what I'm saying. No. It's another whole level, yeah. but God has anointed you to do it, and there are angels posted around you, I am sure, and prayers. Yeah. Yes. So do pray for Rabbi Khan. Well, were the gods of ancient times merely creations from the mind of men, or was there more to it? The Bible reveals something pretty interesting about this forgotten mystery, and uncovering it could be the key to understanding what's happening right now in our world. So kind of just go back for people who maybe mm-hmm. haven't heard you before and uh, talk about how God showed you things that were happening in the Old Testament with ancient Israel. Your books have then taken those stories yes. and brought to the forefront how those same demonic forces mm-hmm. are working, and it's so visible. So let's just talk a little yeah. bit about that. Yeah, well, this is, as you know, yeah. we're watching things go so crazy in this world mm-hmm. that, that even it's not only as we, not only Christians, not only conservatives, even liberals are saying, this is crazy. Right. This is, this is de- right. They're even using the word demonic. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. We're, we're, we're transitioning children. We're doing, it's madness. I mean, it's really irrational. What has taken over America? What has possessed America? Mm, And there is something that has. And so what if there was a mystery behind all of it that goes back to the ancient ancient gods of the ancient world of Babylon, of Mesopotamia, of, you know, and that if these gods that, you know, we, we, you know, I I took mythology in class, you know, okay, it's all story. What if it's not all story? What if, what if there's a link? I mean, there's, of course, story, but what if, what if there is actually something real to these gods? Well, well, and what if they came back? And what if they're at work now? And what if we could know their names, who they are, how they work, um, and where is it leading us? Where is it heading? And what can we do about it as believers? Well, you know, most, you know, in, in the Bible, most believers dealt with this. They had, they had world, yeah. they dealt with a culture that had gods, you know, with it. Yeah. Well, here's, here's the kind of setup from, from the Bible. Where it's a, it, when it talks about the gods in Deuteronomy, it says that they worshiped the gods. And, and in the Psalms, they offered up their children to the gods. Actually uses a word that is the word shedim. Shedim means the entities or the spirits. It wasn't just God's fiction. It, there were spirits behind the gods. And so that's one. And then when they translated that word into Greek, when the rabbi said, okay, we got to have a Greek word for it, they came up with a word daimonia. We get the word demonic from it. And so, they, and when Paul says the the pagans are are worshiping idols and this, this he says they're worshiping the daimonia, the demonic. And so, what it's saying, the first thing is that there's something real to these things. Number one, um, the, the second thing is that if you know if the, all the nations were given to the gods, 
Then they were given to the spirits. And actually you find, when you look at all the pagan world, you actually see signs of possession. Every culture has signs of possession. It's not something you just read in the Bible. All over, they spoke about people shaking, people tremoring, and they're pre the closer you were to the God, the more possessed you'd be. When, like the, you know, we read about the oracle of Delphi, like they all came to the oracle, this woman, she was possessed. She was right. shaking, yes. foaming, and all that. Right. And, so, and so you have this possession. Now the thing is that it's not just people who can be possessed, cultures can be possessed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nations can be possessed. I mean, look at Nazi Germany. That's a whole other thing. Right. Possessed. Yeah. Okay. So the thing is that that now now what changed? Because if we were alive back then in Bible times, it'd be all over. Gods were ev everywhere you went. There were right. That's weird that they were there. But what changed it was the one word, Jesus, Yeshua. Mm -hmm. He's the only one. He changed it because when when he came, first of all, he had the power to cast out the spirits. We know that, right? But in the in the pagan world, the spirits are linked to the gods. So when he sent his disciples into Rome, they're, they're, it's a clash. You, you, you have the God versus the gods, the spirit versus the spirits. Mm -hmm. You know, when you read the book of Acts, you, you read that, first of all, the possessed woman is following Paul. He casts her out and all the idol makers get, get in an uproar. Right. The other part, the, the, whole, the whole city gets in an uproar because of Artemis, the god. They want to kill the disciples because they're taking them away from the gods. So you have this war going on. Actually, the great persecution of Christians, you know how it started? One of the oracles gave a word to the emperor saying basically, persecute them. It came from a possessed woman wow. speaking for a god. Wow. And so, and the big thing was back, if we were alive back then, it was that Christians, you bow down to the gods or we throw you to the lions. It was all about the gods. But finally, the, the gospel prevailed. So what happened? All of a sudden, the whole culture was cleansed. The gods were driven out. You know, the temples were, were empty. Mm -hmm. And what that means is the spirits were driven out. Mm -hmm. So this is, you put it this way, this was the greatest mass exorcism in the world history. Wow, yeah. it, it, that's what it was. And everywhere the gospel went, same thing happened, mass yeah. exorcism. So when we talk about our culture, our culture is unique. The reason why West is unique, it's the only culture that was exorcised. Mm -hmm. That's why it's unique. So it, this was the, the great exorcism, but there's a warning that Jesus gave. And people hear this and they think they don't, they kind of miss what he's saying. Mm -hmm. He said, if a spirit comes out of a man, it goes to the, to the desert, you know, and, and looks for a place, doesn't find a place. Then it says, I will return to my home, my house. Mm -hmm. Goes back to the man, finds it all, the house is clean and swept, empty, says, I'm going to bring my friends back. Mm -hmm. So he comes back with seven, seven spirits, yeah, it says, seven more times. demonic than itself, yeah. comes back and then Jesus says, the last state of the man is worse than the beginning. So in other words, he's worse being repossessed than he was when he was just mm -hmm. pagan. But he doesn't say it's about a person, he says, so it will be with this generation. Yeah. He's talking about a generation. And so when you take that warning to the largest scale, take it, our civilization was possessed, was was exercised, here's the warning. If the West, if America, if the West ever turns away from God, mm. the spirits are coming back and they're gonna come back to the culture yes. and they're gonna come back to repossess it. Yes. And they're gonna, they're God, the ancient gods that were are gonna come back. And so when you wanna understand everything that's been happening since for the last 50, mm. 60 years, yeah, it's this, it, it yeah. is this. Because that's when we talk about all these things that are going on in our world, like what my mom was saying at the beginning, we couldn't fathom it. So that's why, because it's so much worse than it ever would have been. That's right. Yeah. And so right. You, you actually talk, start out in the book talking about the dark trinity. So yes. lay that foundation. Yeah, yeah, well the question is, okay, if they're coming back, which gods are coming back? Right. You know, and, and, and the gods are because, you know, America is not like it was one nation, it's people of every nation, it's the West. But, but America patterned itself on Israel. When it was created, it was, it was the, the appearance that this is Israel. So Western culture has Israel in the thing. So 
if we turn away from God, the same gods that came to Israel in its fall are coming back to America and the West. So what were the gods? I call, in the, in the, in the return of the gods, I call it the dark trinity. And the first of the dark trinity is known as the possessor. He, he is, his name means the possessor, the owner, the master, the Lord. And we know him in Hebrew, that word is Baal or Baal, mm. Baal. So the first, you know, so you always see Baal at the beginning. He's like that first spirit that comes back and says, I'm gonna bring my friends. Uh. So you always see that, it's Baal and the gods. So the first thing would be that if America ever starts turning, so when did that it happen? It happened in the early 60s. We started, that's the first time we said, we're gonna take God out of the school. Mm. We're gonna take prayer. We're gonna take the word out. Just a little thing, it won't do a big Jinkers. deal. Yeah. Well, you, well, we open the door. When you open the door, the gods are coming in. There's, there's, wow. there's, no, there's no middle ground. You know, there's never been any middle ground. It's either God or paganism. That's yeah. it. So we, they, didn't, if they, they didn't realize what they were doing. So they took it out. So what happens? The spirit of Baal starts coming into America. What does the Bible say the spirit of Baal did? So the spirit of Baal caused Israel to forget God. Mm. So what it's been doing since then is causing America to forget God, forget we ever knew God. Mm. Um, it also says that, that it caused Israel to turn away from the commandments. Well, we literally have struck down the, the Ten Commandments just yes. like Israel did. Um, it's the spirit that, when it, see, the gods are pagan. So if they come back now, it's a little different for them. They come back to a Christian nation, quote Christian, or they're going to seek, their mission is to take a Christian nation and paganize it, turn it into a pagan nation. Mm. And that's exactly what we have exactly. been seeing. Yeah. And so one of the things Baal did is he seeks to drive God out of everywhere. Right. You know, remember Elijah and he just, well, what's been happening to America? First out of the schools, mm -hmm. out of the culture, out of mm -hmm. the public square. Out, out of the universities. Out of the, way out of the universities yeah. that were founded for God. Exactly. The school system was founded for God. Right. He, yeah. Baal is totally changed. Look at how far it's come. There's a spirit that's trying to take God out of anything, out of culture. It used to be, you know, when I, well, this is before my time, but not, not by a lot. But, you know, the, the movies were the Ten Commandments, oh, Ben-Hur, yes, yes, Kovac. Yes. Is, you know, it was all over the place. You know, and look, when you take God out, see, when you, the, the warning is from Jesus, the house will not stay empty. If you take God out, look at what has come into the movie, to Hollywood, look at what has come into the kindergarten classrooms. They would never have imagined it in the 1960s, but look where it is. So that, that's what, when Baal comes in, and also, Baal also, in ways that we can't even, we didn't even realize, he's paganizing the culture deeply. And that, even wokeism comes from, from Baal. And I'll, I'll yeah. give you an example. When you have one God, there's one truth, you know, and, and that's it. When you have many gods, there's no one truth. Everybody has their own oh, authentic right. truth. truth yes. And so everybody says, well, there's no real truth. It's all relative. So, and also remember, if you're, if you're, a, if you're an idol, if you're a pagan, you, you make your own God. You create your own God. Right. You know? So that means you can create truth. You can create reality. Mm -hmm. That's wokeism. I create my own reality. Mm -hmm. If a man says he's a woman, that's his authentic reality. Right. You can't argue. If he says he's a tree, that's the same thing. That's what's happening in our culture. Right. Mm -hmm. also, also, when you take... You take God out, everything becomes God. Everything becomes deified. Mm -hmm. So sex becomes God. Entertainment becomes God. The computer becomes God. All things become God. And, and the, the name Baal actually means, I mean, it means master. So remember, the idea was, you know, everybody do your own thing. You're going to be free. We're going to give you free. Women, you're going to be free. Men, you're, gonna be, you're all going to be free. What's happened is we're more in bondage now than ever. We are driven. We are driven by bales. We are yeah. driven by drug. We are driven by addiction more than ever before. That's what happened, in, including technology. I know you 
want to get to yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I do want, right quick, we yeah. will go to technology, but yeah. we also have to mention in the 70s, uh, 73, Roe v. Wade. Oh, it's coming. So that's coming 60s, with the gods. That's one of the gods. The, the 70s. I mean, oh, so oh. we can see every decade oh, where yeah. they entered through another door. Yeah. It, it gets it gets more and exactly more. Because mm -hmm. you look like in the 60s, you have the first steps, but now look where we are now. Every single thing we're seeing now is linked to that. Is it because yeah. they don't stop? Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, the idea is, well, you know, just be tolerant. You know, it's never going to stop. They're going to keep going to get, and, and now we're seeing the deeper things of these gods mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Um, and that's, we just, we're just talking about, and we can only, I, I'm, I'm blessed to do this because we get into it more, but yeah. we can only touch on these things. Right. But here's another thing of paganism. When it says that people, when they make the idols, they will worship the works of their own hands. Mm -hmm. So what yeah. is happening to America is we're worshiping the works of our own hands. Mm -hmm. when, when, the, when Paul spoke on Mars Hill about the gods, and he says, you know, you're not supposed to be worshiping the works of your hands. The word he uses in the Greek is techne. We get the word technology, technology. from it. Technology. So it's saying that we will actually be worshiping our own technology. Wow. It will drive us. It will, will become addicted to it. So the greatest technology, the greatest idol is the computer. That, that pe I mean, we know yes, it's a tool, yeah. but we know people are addicted the to it. The greatest oh idol right here. use it for We use it for God, and that's good. But, yeah. we, but people are addicted. All, it's addicting it's our children. Addiction. It's addicting everything. And it, notice something else it says. It says... Those who make the idols become like them. Mm -hmm. So what's happening is humans you know, are becoming less, less human. Right. They're becoming less able to interact. They're becoming more like the it's computer. True. While the computer's becoming more human, people are becoming, this is an idol. And the other thing about, this is what, everything goes back to the Bible. The other thing is that with an idol, you know, they make this idol. And they say this idol is God. They actually said the idol was God. So there's a, there's a confusion in the pagan world that between reality and image, this, this idol is God. So what we're seeing is the confusion we have now virtual reality. Mm -hmm. It's confusing reality. The yes. virtual becomes real, and the real become, fades out. People are so in their computers that the real becomes virtual. Mm -hmm. That's all paganism mm -hmm. yeah. in, 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 the, in an end-time form. Wow. Yeah, number two, which yes. is the enchantress. That's big. Yeah. Which just blows my mind. I mean, yes. We talk about it, all of you at the table, like 10 years ago, we, we could have never, mm -mm. ever imagined yeah. what we're seeing yeah. with our children. Yeah, yeah, and, this, and, that, and that's kind of like the later stage of it, yeah. but all, it all came in with Baal, yeah, it all came exactly. in the 60s. So Baal comes in, and when you read the Bible, you know, it says Baal and Ashtorah. It's always, it's Baal and he had a, he had a wife. And, and I mean, and, and she's all over. I mean, she wasn't faithful, so she was all over the place. Mm -hmm. But but she's called in the Bible Ashtorah, but she's all over. She, she's called in the Middle East. You've heard of all these names, Ishtar. That's where you get Ashtorah, Ishtar. Mm -hmm. Also, when she got, went into the Greek lands, she became Aphrodite. And then when she went to wow. Rome, she became Venus. But she's all over. And, she's, and people wonder where those names come from, yeah. like in mythology. Yeah. But they're actually spirits behind them. There's, Definitely, because you see the same, the same attributes in every land, the same thing. Yeah. So she's the goddess of sexuality, uh, but of, of sexual immorality. She's the goddess of self-gratification. She can't control herself. You know, she's also the goddess of destruction at the same time. Mm -hmm. And she's called the harlot or the prostitute goddess. Because mm -hmm. so, so, she was a prostitute. You know, so so I, I, in the book, I call her the enchantress because she's also called the one who enchants the enchanted. But I'll call her Ishtar because that's the most kind of common thing. So, she, so what happens is, first you have Baal. Then when Baal comes in, the next thing to come in is the goddess. So look at what happened in America. We start turning away the early 60s. 
What happens? We would expect something to happen that would revolutionize sexuality. That's, we have the sexual revolution. Absolutely. Happens like clockwork. Yeah. And, and if Bale is, you know, Bale, they're, they're all trying to possess America or possess the West. And so Bale tries to possess it the way we said, get just get God out and then materialism, all that. But, uh, but the enchantress, Ishtar, does it through sexuality. And that is that she starts overturning the biblical sexuality, biblical values about family, gender, sexuality, marriage, and starts replacing them with pagan values. Everything we say, the new morality, it's all pagan. It's what they had back then. Yeah. So we start seeing fornication. We start seeing marriage starts getting weakened. We start seeing extra, we, and, and, and the other thing is she hated marriage. She's a prostitute. Prostitutes take mm -hmm. marriage out of the marriage bed and they bring it into the culture, into the marketplace. Mm -hmm. So what happened? We watched America become sexualized. It's all over. Where did that come from? It came from the marriage covenant taken out. And so when you do that, you not only sexualize the culture, but you weaken marriage. Mm -hmm. So she hated marriage. Mm -hmm. So what's happened since the 60s? Marriage has been weakened. Yes. Marriage has been broken. People, broken families, broken homes, broken children. Mm -hmm. That is the sword of Ishtar. Yeah. That's what she does. In Greek, she was called, the, the word for prostitute is porn or porne. Wow. So we get, we get the word porn from this goddess. Her literature is the first pornography in the world. And then we and, link it with technology. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, be, you know, it's almost too. like, it's almost like, remember what Jesus said, when they come back, they're coming back stronger. So now they've got the web. Now they've got the internet. Now they've got the, you know, porn. Back then, on she- On your you, phone. Yeah, on your phone. Back then, she just had stone. You know, yes, they can make yeah. stone pictures. She spread all these mm -hmm. stone pictures. Mm -hmm. Now you have technology. So pornography, and actually pornography means, the graphos of the porne means the writings of the prostitute. Wow. And the, the first, ones we have is of Ishtar. So, so it's the word Eros we get erotic from. Eros was actually a god and it was born, the mother of Eros was this goddess. So this goddess produces porn, the goddess produces erotic, erotic. And so she possesses people by pornography. She possesses people by this whole spirit. Mm -hmm. And look at how many people are addicted to that. Oh my that she seduced, yeah. she's a seductress. She's also the goddess of witchcraft. She was the goddess of spells. And at the same moment in the 60s, when this whole sexual revolution comes, you have the revival of witchcraft in America. Never happened before. Right. When you take out God, this is what you got. Yeah, so we have we have the new age, we had all the new all these things. And so you have you have I share we have more witches in America now than we have Presbyterian. Wow. Um, and so there's a spirit of witchcraft, mm -hmm. and it's not just in the witches, it's in Hollywood. It's a whole spirit of this mm -hmm. new age and all yeah. that, you know. Yeah. So she, and she's also the goddess of substances, of intoxication. Um, and, and so what do you have at the same time? You have, you have sexual, sexual revolution, you have the drug explosion in America. We have, we have more addiction now than ever. You know, more, you wouldn't think it, it's, we are more addicted. This is the spell of the goddess. This is, this is the enchantress. She seduces. Yeah. In this part, I call her, I call her the, the transformer because it's mm -hmm. such a, it's a whole nother yeah. realm. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's her, it's her. When, when you look back, when I, you know, and I had to, Joni, I had to like look at the ancient inscriptions and I was like, whoa, you know, what's there? And when I look back about the goddess, it says, she says, I am a woman, I am a man.
Wow. She was she herself was she was she was you know female, but she had masculine attributes. She was a she was a warrior. She was a fighter. She was she was violent. You know, mm. but she was female. So she actually was androgynous. She was both. So she's the guy. And another in a hymn to her praise, it, it says they said you are the you are the one who turns a man into a woman wow. and a woman into a man. Mm. And so and so so the first thing is. She's not so, but it doesn't happen at the beginning of sexual revolution. But then, as she keeps going, it starts going here. But but you could see this. We could see this even before it got to where it is now. Mm -hmm. There was this spirit to try to. What she did is it says she 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 masculinizes women. She makes women. She defeminizes them. So since the '60s, you see this movement to defeminize women, to take away the the nature of women, take away mother. Long before it got here, same spirit. So to take away that women, you don't need men. Women, your own, your your own man, your own. You know, you do your own. Um, that you have radical feminism at the same time. You know, she 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 actually rebelled against her father. Who was named Anu? Who was the head of the gods? And she rebelled, and 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 so it was a patriarchy. You have all the things like we hate the patriarchy, hate the patriarchy. Well, that came from her. She was the one who rebelled. But then you have the feminization of men. It says it says in the ancient tablet, it says she grinds away the masculinity of men. So notice what we have in our culture. I mean, we all know it. It's a, it was never before. It, is that there's this spirit where I said before that if, if a man is masculine, we'll say that's toxic masculinity. We got to hate that, hate the hate the men. You know, yeah. if if a woman is masculine, well, little bravo. You know, yeah. what is that about? That's yeah. the spirit of the goddess mm -hmm. who converges sexuality, confuses sexuality, and all this has been happening. We're leading up to where we are. By the way, that you know we mentioned the gods always go for the children. Mm -hmm. So here's another thing. Women, girls are being trained from the beginning to be. You don't, you know, you don't need men. You know, you you be your own thing, fierce. You know, men, boys are saying, don't. You know, boys are falling up, are falling up behind. You know, um, and they are, they are the, the natural thing to protect is is being channeled into video games. The natural thing of mm. of sexuality is being channeled into pornography. So you have this all being trained from yeah. the beginning, and it's affecting everything. It is. Everything. And it's going to get everything. much more explosive even when we continue. Okay, so we see that these ancient gods are causing our world to be crazy. Yeah. What would you say to Christians that are living in this yeah. age? How can we be? Encouraged? That's why I wrote the. That's why I wrote the Return of the Gods. First of all, you have to see what you're dealing with because if we're fighting, we don't know what we're fighting. We're so not going true. to. We're not going. So um, but number two, you know, then at the end, I always get with hope that listen, that's where we are. That's where it was in the Bible. That's what Elijah dealt with. That's what Moses dealt with. That's what Paul dealt with. We have the greater power. Yes. We have a much yes. greater power. Amen. We got to know, but we got to fight the fight. You know, yes. so that's what it's all Amen. about. The third one of the Dark Trinity is the. It's called the Destroyer. And this is the one that you know. If you, we were in the pagan world, it was it was common to offer up human beings. I mean, all over the world, not not just in one place. You know, oh. the Germans did it, the Polynesians did it. It was all over. But also, it was common to offer up children yes. everywhere because and children we've been are defenses through abortion. They're doing it, and you and you know the pagan the pagan mindset is is it hates the weak. You know, if you're old or young, you can get destroyed. So it was not safe to be a child back then. And so the thing is that when when Israel remember when Israel turned away from God, what did they end up doing? They actually Offered up their own children. I mean, it's hard for us to imagine. They went to the altars. They put a valley of Hinnom filled with these altars of their children's blood, and that's why they were destroyed. You know. So you have the third, the third, the destroyer, who is Molech, and Molech.
like the God who demands the children. So what this means is that the only thing that ended all this, you know, you know, to thank God for God, the only thing that ended it was the gospel. The gospel is the only thing that ended human sacrifice, ended child sacrifice, that's why. So, but the warning is, Jesus said, if you turn away, if the house becomes empty, you get God out. Moloch's coming back to America. Moloch's coming back to the West. And so it's just like clockwork. First you have Baal turning away. We, we didn't get to the second one yet. It has to do with sexuality. Then it leads to Moloch. Moloch comes in, 1970, abortion on demand in America. 1973, it's all over the land, Roe versus Wade. So we are actually, this is a pagan thing. So we are actually doing what the Israelites did. We are actually offering up our children. We don't call it that. You know that abortion only ended really because of the gospel. It was abortion, abortion itself and infanticide. Now we're moving from abortion and they're pushing it to infanticide, that you can kill a child even after birth. Mm. That's in those laws. Right. You know, they try to deny it, but it's in the law. So this is the spirit of these destroyer. And, and all these gods lead to death. They try to make you destroy yourself. So yeah. for parents to destroy their children. So when I looked, when I did research on like how the ancient sacrifices happened, um, it's the same way. They involved the parents were offering up, so then they would give it to the abortionist or the or the priest. Mm -hmm. They'd have drum, they'd have music to drown it out. Well, we're drown, we drown, you know, there's this is a horror. Our culture drowns it out so you can't even know what's That's going so on. True. They said actually the poor, the poor children were the ones who were offered up more than any other yeah. because they actually paid poor people to get their children. Mm. And so, so you know, you know oh. Moloch is a racist. Moloch is a hater of the poor. Moloch is a of all, all those who, and so what is Planned Parenthood? What, what's happening right now? Yeah. More poor children are, are offered up than any other, yeah. other children. So good. Yeah. We are out of time. And there's one really important point that I want you to take away from the program today, though uh, they seem to have a lot of power it's just like Jonathan just said, it is nothing compared to the might Amen. and power of our yes. God yes. and the power of the yes. Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that the demons tremble before God because they know He is all-powerful and has all authority. As a believer, you have that authority in yes. Him, yes. and you can operate in, a, in, in not fear, but you can operate in love and power and might and know that God is with you yes. and you can stand up to some of the, 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 the things that are happening in the world. You can speak out. So I want you to be encouraged today that the Lord has you in his hands. And if something that we've talked about today has stirred your heart, maybe you didn't realize you were struggling with fear or maybe you've not totally surrendered your heart to the Lord. Um, that's the most important decision you'll ever make. Mm -hmm. And that is to invite yeah. Jesus into your heart yes. and life ask Him to forgive you of your sins, and then be empowered to fulfill your destiny here on the earth. We have prayer partners that are standing by. They're incredible. They'll pray with you. You can go to daystar.com, click on prayer, send your prayer request in. We pray over all of those that come into Daystar. But I want you to understand something, Day. It's just like Rachel said, we need hope. And this yeah. is the thing. Yes, we can learn mm. about all these things. Mm. We barely scratch the surface, mm. by the way, this <laughs> book. You need to get it. But, you know, we can hear all of this, but still not be moved because light, the mm. light of God is so much more yes. powerful yeah. than the darkness, okay? Yes. So don't be afraid. Mm. And I'm telling you, God wants to use so many of you to get involved mm. In, mm. in politics, to yeah. run for the school board, to speak yeah. to teachers, to uh, speak to people yes. there uh, in your workplace, and to stand up for truth. Yes, do it in a loving way. You'll notice that the other side's hateful. Mm. We, we can't yes. be that way, yeah. but we can speak the truth in love, and we've got to do that. Well, I want to thank Rabbi Jonathan Kahn for joining us. Be sure to pick up a copy of his That's pretty uh, startling.
It's eye-opening. It, there's a lot more detail in that book. I would uh, suggest you get that book and, and take a look at it and, and read it. it. He comes into very fine detail about all this in the original part of how they came in. It's important for us to understand. When we say, when, when we declare that the greater one lives in us, that doesn't mean that we're going to be invincible in our physical realm. Do you understand that? People get sick, people die. Do you understand that? However, this world isn't all there is. We have an eternal security that goes beyond this. And that reality is going to come to this planet. And those who are outside of Christ will also be living forever. But it will be in torment and torture and in flames. Why? Because you denied the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, God's only Son. If you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'm asking you, why would you allow yourself to be sentenced to death when life is available to you through Jesus Christ? If you want to give your life to Jesus and know for sure your name's lit, written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm asking you to raise your hand. And we'll pray a prayer. It's, this is how spiritual things reality. You believe in your heart and you speak with your mouth. That's what saves you. It's called faith. It's called the spirit of faith. Is there anybody before we take communion? Okay. We're going to have communion. And communion is for believers only. If you've not given your life to Jesus Christ and surrendered your life to him, do not partake of this. But we are inviting everybody who is born again to come and partake of this. Would you, would you want them to just come on up? Yeah, if we could come down the center aisle and grab it and then come back to your seats on the outer area. You can stand up and come on right through. Just hold on to your elements until everybody is served, and then we will partake together.
something. <laughs> Jesus said this. He said, truly, truly, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in yourselves. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day, for my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. That's incredibly spiritual, what he's talking about. Jesus is the bread of life. We need food to even live. And this is what we should be that passionate about understanding and knowing who Jesus is. What he has said, because he is speaking to you through his word. He is telling you what to do, how to live, and what's your future. He's explaining to you what he has called you to do here on this earth, in this time frame. Pastor Mamie said earlier, God put you here on purpose for this time. Why? Because he knew that you have the ability through him to be his witness. Just like we quoted Daniel. The book of Daniel, it says, those who know their God will do exploits and bring many into the kingdom. He's talking about those people who we're called to be, to know his word, what he has said, how to live our life, how to speak and how to interact with the world. Rabbi Khan told us that it's not so awkward to have a world full of pagan gods because that's exactly what happened in Bible time. But he also said is those people who stood their ground, who refused to worship those demons, eventually the gospel prevailed. And what happened? Demons left. They had no power to stay. And I have to say that unless you and I keep our spiritual life sharp, they're here to possess you and your children. They're here to get your heart, to break you down in faith. The only way we're going to be able to do that is stand strong. The only way we're going to be able to do that is to partake of a, a, a church that is believing the word of God, standing on the word of God, teaching the word of God, praying with fervor. Praying the word of God. It's, it's actually quite good for us to tell you the truth. And the Bible declares that, you know, Christian life is sacrifice. Christian life is giving up your life so he could live his life through you. And that's when we start to Store up for ourselves treasures in heaven. An eternity. Let's don't stand for the pleasures of life for a moment. 
Let's have an eternal perspective on life and what we're doing and how to do it. So what we're doing today is that scripture. We're partaking of his flesh. (laughs) But he's really meaning his word. This is symbolic of becoming one with Christ. This is important for us to actually judge ourselves. How am I doing, Holy Spirit? How am I doing, Lord? And he's going to show you places in your life that you need to do better in. He's not doing this to condemn you. He's doing this to save your life. He's doing this so that you can be fruitful for him in these last days. Because it is the last days. We are in the last of the last days. But be of good cheer, Jesus said. I've overcome the world. Amen. Yeah. yeah. I've overcome the world. And how do we know that? We know that by living this book. If you're born again, it's your nature to do the will of God. Yes. Quit fighting your own nature now. Yeah. Let's partake of this. And this represents the blood. The blood of Christ was shed for the forgiveness of sin. The forgiveness of sin. The blood is so powerful. Even the worst of the worst, if they honestly and truly give their life to Christ, they're cleansed and perfectly free from the power of sin. You and I are, if you're born again, you're free from the power of sin. Let's not be deceived any longer, amen? This is the cup of the new covenant, a new covenant with God. You're in covenant with God. It's unbreakable. What he says is yours. What he's called you to do, we must do. Help us, Holy Spirit. Fulfill what you've called us to do. We thank you for the power of your blood. Yes. It defeated sin. It defeated hell. It defeated the grave. It gave us eternal life. Lord, help us to live worthy of everything you've done for us. Forgive us, Father, for just in our weakness of our flesh. Forgive us, Lord, and empower us, Holy Spirit, as we go forward. Teach us, guide us, strengthen us to do what you've called us to do for the time that we live in. Let's just drink. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Right in front of your chair there, the chair in front of you, there's a little uh, ring there you can slide that cup right into. We're going to be going into a series of <laughs> what in the world is happening? What on earth is happening? Yeah. And we do intend to show a few more video clips like we did today. Maybe not quite definitely. half an hour long. No, definitely not. But there are several people in the body of Christ that God has anointed to bring messages to his body to awaken us. And so we, we hope that you stick with us. We hope that you join us each week. And uh, 
even though the days are dark out there, we are carriers of light. Yes. Let's remember that. And God has put us into the world to bring hope, you know, to a sin-sick world. Yes. And so we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father. The Holy Trinity. Yes. Our allegiance is to you, Lord. Help us, Father, as we walk through this life. Open our eyes, Holy Spirit. Give us the strength and encouragement, the comfort, the boldness that we need, Lord, in the days ahead. We thank you and we promise to give you, Lord, all the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen.